Hi, hi everyone. Uh, thank you for thank you for joining uh, in our uh, webinar. Um, welcome and uh, thanks a lot to Mr. Manu, who's an expert in uh, digital marketing and leadership, uh, for volunteering his time. Um, basically, uh, this this uh, this webinar is just to share on uh, all the re relevant uh, digital marketing uh, tips uh, in uh, that Mr. Manu can uh, share. Uh, we we have we did a similar kind of program uh, many years ago for B40 Group and it was well received. So I think we invited some of the participants from that session, uh, right? Uh, as a as a follow up from this, uh, we want to look at uh, uh, basically uh, how having a, a very detailed end to end program, but it's focused more towards the B40, right? So uh, I will also share with you the link and also registration for that. So if you have any people who really want to go on digital marketing uh, and uh, they are from the B40 group, please ask them to register on that link. And then we are planning to, to arrange a session, a detailed session. But before that, today is more like a preview and also give you a feedback idea. Now, uh, I just some ground rules. Actually, no, I, two things. One is I uh, appreciate if you can put yourself on mute and also off your video because uh, normally the, the bandwidth is a bit slow if you don't do that, number one. Number two is if you have any questions as Mr. Manu is walking through, kindly post it on the chat group and uh, I'm sure he'll be more than willing to answer at the end of the session. Right. Uh, can you please put yourself on mute? Thank you. And those who are not. Uh, with that, uh, I'd like to hand over to Mr. Manu to continue. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot. Um, the uh... Uh, thanks, guys. So there are still more coming in. Um, sorry, Gajan, should I make you the host to admit them or how, how do I? Uh, yes, yeah, can. can. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, thank you. Okay. Can you still see my screen, everyone? Uh, yes. Gajan, can you see the screen? Can. Okay. All right. Um, Good morning, everyone. How are you all today? Uh, it's, I think we are, I've lost count of number of days. Houses uh, stuck at home for quite a while now. Um, so I think even uh, before this whole thing uh, came about, one of the things that I did uh, a couple of years ago was really talk to companies about moving into the whole digital space itself. Uh, because um, companies, individuals, small, medium businesses, uh, need, needed to really look into digital in a, in a serious way. Uh, but what has happened is uh, this whole COVID-19 situation has sort of made the whole process even faster. So today's session, we are going to be sharing some, um, some of the things that, uh, based on my experience and uh, also my um, expertise, we're going to talk about some of the digital answers to marketing in the new normal. Uh, so three things that we're going to be covering today. Uh, one is the strategies post-COVID-19. Um, I'm also going to share the three C's of digital marketing, uh, as well as some of the tools that uh, can help businesses face the new normal. Uh, some of these tools I'm pretty sure you're familiar with, but maybe some of them you've not uh, used before. Uh, so these are things that I will be uh, sharing throughout the session. A little bit about me. So I've been working for more than 25 years, 10 years plus in uh, digital marketing. Uh, I was heading one of the largest digital agencies uh, called Reprise uh, some years ago. Um, and also I've trained uh, quite a number of people over the years. 
so marketing has always been my area of expertise. So over the time, I've, impro uh, I've improved myself and picked up new knowledge uh, in terms of delivering uh, the kind of uh, results that we're looking for. Uh, so strategies post COVID-19. Um, so one of the places that we normally go to find out about what can we do um, when it comes to uh, situations like this. So this is a whole new situation for many of us. Globally, a lot of companies, a lot of individuals are really affected by this whole COVID-19 uh, uh, lockdown. And also beyond the lockdown itself, uh, things are going to be very different when we come back to uh, come back to reality. So one of the things that uh, as digital marketers, we go to to find out, okay, what are things, what are, what are trends that we can follow? What are uh, things that we should do to move forward? is we go to Google. Google has got uh, a number of tools called Google Trends. Uh, they have their own uh, search uh, engine, uh, which, which gives out a lot of information in terms of search patterns. So one of the things that uh, we looked for is this. Um, so a couple of uh, weeks ago, Google launched a study or uh, published a study talking about what are five behaviors that are changing uh, based on the search patterns that uh, the consumers are searching for. So as whatever the business that you're in, your customers are going to be also experiencing a lot of changes, a lot of uh, difficulties as well. So what Google has done is uh, in the Asia Pacific region, they have collected all the different types of information that uh, uh, people are searching for over the last two, three months. Uh, and from those uh, information, they've grouped it into five different groups. Uh, these five different groups are uh, talking about different things that people are actually looking for. So as a business, what you can do is you can actually find ways to offer them solution for what they're searching for. Okay, so I'll go one by one uh, through all of these uh, five different uh, uh, five different sections. So the first one is assembling critical information. Um, so especially when the whole MCO started and the whole COVID-19 was declared a pandemic, a lot of people were trying to figure out uh, where can I get the right information? Um, or if, if I wanted to find out whether my business, the, the business that I go to, uh, the, the shop that I go to, is it open? All that kind of information was something that they were looking for, whether pharmacies were open. So assembling critical information was one of the big trends that uh, uh, Google noticed in terms of the searches that were happening. Number two is uh, discovering new connections. Because most of us are stuck at home, uh, we... Uh, unable to meet our friends, we're unable to have our normal mama sessions and things like that. So what has happened is really that um, we have tried to find new ways of connecting. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some examples a bit later. Uh, but yeah, new connections is one of the biggest things that is also being searched for. Uh, number three is there have been a lot of changes to routine. So a lot of the routine that um, many of these uh, uh, consumers had, many of us had, has changed. Uh, how we uh, tend to work has also changed. A lot of us are working from home. Uh, so all these kind of changes to the routine means uh, the way we function in our everyday life is also changing. So as a business, if you are aware of uh, how we are changing, it's important that we are able to then uh, adapt and also offer something of value to these uh, consumers. Uh, number four is uh, praising everyday heroes. So before this whole COVID-19 situation, I think um, a lot of us looked at uh, superheroes as those from, let's say, Marvel or Avengers, Superman or anything like that. But now we notice that it's the frontliners that are 
really uh, making a difference and making a change. And, and that's somebody that uh, a lot of brands, a lot of companies are trying to also celebrate them as well. So that's something, it's a trend that um, as a company, you can also look and see as a business, what can I do to also contribute to this uh, frontliners in some way? Uh, and lastly, it's about taking care of self and others. So these are the type of searches that people are looking for. Two things, physical health, mental health, uh, both are uh, becoming a high priority these days. Uh, because if you're stuck in the house um, and you're all alone or you're with your whole family, uh, it can get stressful at times. So uh, there's a lot of uh, searches for things to help reduce stress and things like that. So as a brand, if you have something or product or some solution that can solve those kind of problems, now is the best time to uh, promote it. And even as we move to the whole new post-COVID world, these things are still going to be really crucial. So let's go through it one by one. Um, so the first one is, uh, what are consumers looking for? Uh, so when it comes to assembling critical information, what is it that they are looking for? Uh, so people are looking for clear, specific information. Uh, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for where, how, when they can get things um, uh, that they need. Everything from, for example, groceries to, uh, to med medicine and all this kind of, those kind of information are what are being searched. So these are some examples of what are, what are the search queries that are happening? Uh, so number one is, for example, in Indonesia, food that lasts long, makanan yang tahan lama, is up 160%. That means the number of people searching for this term, food that lasts long, has more than doubled uh, in the last uh, couple of months. Uh, if you look at the next one, fresh delivery. So fresh groceries, fresh delivery in Malaysia, the search volume has increased a thousand percent. So this means that this is one of the biggest things that Malaysians are looking for, how to get fresh items. And there are some brands that have found ways to, to, uh, to jump on this bandwagon and offer the solution as well. But fresh deliveries is a, is a, is a hot button and hot uh, topic that a lot of Malaysians are looking for. Uh, in Australia, for example, homemade pasta sauce is up 300%. So people want to learn how to cook things at home. Um, later, we'll talk about our, Malaysia, our own Malaysian success story as well when it comes to cooking at home. Um, but yeah, homemade uh, pasta sauce is another big thing. Uh, also vitamin C fruit. So things like fresh fruits. Um, if, you're, if you have some business that is to do with uh, fresh food and all these kind of things, uh, now is a very good time to highlight that you can offer things like delivery, for example. So if you were to look at some, uh, what can the business do uh, when people are looking for critical information? Firstly, you need to acknowledge the new reality. So if you are an F&B outlet, if you are, are, if you are a restaurant and, uh, and you still think that business is going to go back to normal right after uh, COVID-19, uh, right after the MCO is lifted, uh, that is not going to be the case. If you look at some of the reports that are coming out from Wuhan, China, uh, business in retail outlets like uh, makan places or restaurants has not come back to normal. Uh, there's a lot of still uh, fear for eating out. So those kind of things have, uh, as a business we need to acknowledge. So what should we do? We should find ways of still providing our product, uh, but providing it uh, in a way that it can be um, consumed or can be delivered to them in their homes. All right. So those, that's the first thing. You need to acknowledge the new reality. 
The second one is really about giving people credible, detailed, current information about your operations. So if, uh, let's say you're in a business like a small, small manufacturing company or something like that. Uh, so if you are doing something uh, small of that nature and your customers are wanting to know what is happening, when can I get the products and those kind of things, you need to use uh, example social media channels to communicate and tell very clearly this is what our operation hours are this is what we can do this is what we can't do and so on and so forth so the idea here is as a business we need to find ways to provide the information in the best way possible number three is uh, keeping the communication going uh, constantly right so on your website if you have a website if you have a blog if you have social media platforms whatever the channel is that your consumers are coming through, uh, you need to make sure that it's updated. So there's also a feature called Google My Business, uh, which you can, if you have like a hardware shop or uh, if you have a physical outlet, you can use a feature called Google My Business to uh, to drive people to your to your outlet itself. So, but make sure you update the, the information regularly, like your opening hours, uh, which days are you closed and so on and so forth. And lastly, it's about being flexible. Help customers with cancellation, refunds, and customer service. Uh, so in terms of being flexible, of course, we also, as, as small businesses, we are also affected. But I think what we need to think about is we need to find ways where we can still consider uh, some, some kind of uh, uh, flexibility that we can offer our customer. Uh, that's very crucial itself, right? So, so like, just an example, like uh, I conduct some ev uh, evening classes on digital marketing. Normally, it's done uh, in, a, in, a, in a physical setting, but now it's done online. Uh, but there are still physical books that need to be delivered. So previously, obviously, when you come to class, you collect those books. Now we are shipping the books out to them. So using Post Laju or whatever, or personally handing the books to uh, these uh, students. This is how we as a business are trying to be flexible as well. So I'm going to give you some examples of uh, brands that have done that. So one is, um, this is a, uh, a farmer from, uh, a, a farmer from uh, Cameron Highlands. So if you notice uh, in the beginning of MCO, there were a lot of issues because a lot of the uh, pasaborongs was closed. Uh, so a lot of vegetables were being wasted. So some, uh, some of the more clever or some of the more digitally savvy uh, uh, farmers, what they did is they started creating uh, direct delivery uh, of vegetables uh, to the houses. So this is one fa uh, one such uh, uh, family-run uh, farm called uh, uh, Creek Valley Farm. So what they do is they create uh, like boxes, like curated, like they, they combine different types of vegetables and sell it to you as a box of uh, vegetables. So they have different different types of boxes depending on the size of your family. Uh, so that's something that's very uh, clever of them. So instead of uh, hoping and waiting that the uh, distributors and the pasaborongs will open up again, what they did is they created everything on Facebook. Uh, they started promoting uh, this this uh, vegetable boxes that they have, and they started um, uh, sending out these vegetable boxes. Another example is a bigger company, so like iAsia. Um, they are giving uh, credit or whatever that uh, flights that are cancelled. Uh, so they, they have started a lot of communication about that particular uh, point itself. Uh, also, for example, a lot of the F&B outlets, as I mentioned, they use uh, 
they use uh, deliveries and uh, takeaways and they started offering those kind of solutions so working with people like grab food uh, working with food panda they they started offering takeaway and and delivery services and this uh, helped sustain some of their businesses so this is what it means so we cannot just sit and say okay things are going to go back to normal it may not go 100% back to normal so we need to start thinking whatever business that we are in we need to start thinking how can i use digital as a way to reach out to my customer so that's that's the first thing that we need to consider the second point is uh, customers are looking for uh, connections online connections or they want to build better relationships at home um so one of the things that you may see in your social media platforms and all that is that uh, board games are becoming very very popular so board games are becoming popular because um, people are getting very bored at home so they want to play uh, different board games to keep the family uh, excited so that's one thing that's happening so if you have a business where uh, you can create some kind of simple board game or you can distribute board games that is something that uh, has got a lot of appeal right now number 2 is about virtual uh, connections uh, so if you look at the search terms that are happening um, there is this trend called with me videos uh, that is happening all across youtube so with me videos are things like study with me clean with me the idea is you watch a live video uh, or a recorded video of someone studying and at the same time you are also studying so you want to feel like you're not alone doing that particular uh, task itself so it could be either study it could be cleaning it could be multiple things um that 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 uh, you can do so with me videos are becoming very popular so if you are a brand that has something that you can think of let's say you're doing um uh, uh laundry detergent or something like that, you can create with me videos on how to uh, to to wash your clothes or you know or clean the house or something like that so those kind of uh, content is becoming very popular cook with me so these are all the different things that are getting very popular next one is online games uh, in india it's uh, grown 61% it's also very popular search in malaysia as well a lot of people are searching for different ways to entertain themselves and that's why you see things like the next point netflix party or uh, watch parties are also uh, becoming popular because it's not only that uh, you want to play or uh, watch something on your own you want to still have that social spirit where you can connect with other people and also connect and watch something together so these are things that are happening so as a brand what can we do so the idea here is find about find new ways of connecting with your customers uh, whether local or global is about thinking of what are the things that i can do to really find ways to connect with my customer uh, moving forward could i have let's say i'm a i'm a bookshop okay uh, let's say i sell second hand books Uh, is there something that i can do where we do uh, uh reading let's say every week there's a, a book of the week and then uh, every friday evening for one hour we all sit and discuss the book itself so these are different things that you can think about when it comes to uh, connecting with consumers uh, differently number 2 it's about creating and sharing uh, uh, creating and enhance uh, sharing experience So again um, one of the things that uh, in China they did was they created this thing called the Shanghai Book Fair so every night what they did was it was uh, targeted for the medical workers who cannot leave the hospital so every night at 10 o'clock they could all come together online and talk about the day talk about the books that they had uh, read or talk about the challenges it's just an a place to just uh, connect with individuals virtually 
to open up and 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 let out your frustration. So what are things that we can do uh, here in uh, Malaysia? So for example, one of the things that you see here uh, on the left is FNN. FNN has created um, a campaign or um, yeah, a campaign or a solution for virtual data rate session. Uh, so what they did is they worked with uh, both uh, celebrities as well as uh, individuals and they launched virtual data rate sessions where you and your friends can get together on Zoom um, and then uh, share a data rate together. Because I think that is one culture that we have very strong in Malaysia, which is the whole getting together uh, uh, and connecting kind of culture. So that's something that, um, that, that is being done. So it could be data rate session, it could be drink session, whatever it may be. So that's one that's done by a big company, but also smaller companies like uh, there's this uh, local uh, book publisher called Wizard Within. So what they have done is they've created online storytelling events. So every night they have, uh, they'll take a book where they tell stories, um, they use puppets, they make it exciting, make it interesting for the young, uh, young kids. So the idea here is again, as a brand, yes, they are selling books, physical things, but what they've done is they've taken uh, a different approach, gone online, and then started offering these um, different ways of uh, connecting with the, uh, with the consumer itself. So the third thing is about the routines that are changing. So in terms of um, what people are, are doing is they're really changing their online habits and expectations. So for example, online learning, I have uh, two kids of my own, so they are all learning from home. Uh, they're in government school. Uh, so there's a lot of things that as parents, especially my wife has to run around and, and uh, get the kids ready to take the classes online. So online learning is something that is very big. So even in Thailand, for example, the term online learning has, uh, has increased a lot. People are looking to improve themselves during this uh, period itself. Um, also home workouts uh, in Singapore, like um, fitness to get better, to get healthier, has doubled in the last 30 days. Um, other things like to keep uh, your kids, uh, uh, the other things are like to keep your kids, uh, uh, what do you call, engaged. Uh, you have things like DIY crafts and also online quiz. These are things that are increasing uh, tremendously across uh, uh, Asia Pacific. So these are the kind of things that people are looking for. So as a brand, is there something you can do to help do that, uh, help offer that? So what you need to do is you need to figure out what is the new routine that your customers are having. And then you need to adjust by offer, offering solutions that will be available whenever, wherever they want it, right? So simple example is like learning. So instead of waiting for people to come into the class, we offer online learning uh, programs. Right, so that's one example. Um, number two is uh, you need to assess when need uh, when people need you the most. Uh, so how do you know when people need you the most? The best way is to look at data. So when people are searching for certain information, if they go to your website and always go to let's say a page that you have created for COVID nineteen, so that means people are looking for that that type of information. Uh, so if you know what are people looking for then you can cater, you can create, you can publish information that is suitable for them. Uh, and the third point here is uh, update and publish often. Make sure people want information that either entertains them or informs them or helps them connect or promotes wellness. So these are the type of 
topics that people are searching for. And even moving forward, that is what is going to be. So some companies have, have announced that uh, work from home can be a permanent uh, setting. So people are going to be working from home more. So what can you do to keep them entertained, keep them informed uh, through different digital channels? So those are things that you need to think about. So these are examples of what uh, some people are doing in, in Malaysia. So on the left is a company called Engineering for Kids. They normally have uh, classes for science, technology, engineering, and maths uh, uh, that, that the kids will go to and attend on a daily, a weekly basis. So what has happened, obviously now they can't have their classes. Uh, so they have online virtual classes that they've created. So some of the classes are free. What they do is they do fun experiments. Um, so the idea is really to engage, to provide some useful information. At the same time, try to encourage uh, these kids to come back for the full uh, course itself. Um, the other one is like an online workout session. There's a company called Daily Muscle. They're a small uh, gym in uh, near Tamantun. Uh, so they have taken their classes all online. Uh, so um, every... Uh, Every day they have classes at different different times and every all their members will log in using Zoom uh, and, and watch the class and be trained at the same time. So these are different things that are happening right now. So if you're, a, let's say, yoga instructor or you have some kind of a solution that you can offer your, um, your students or your customers, that's something that you can consider using something like Zoom or WebEx or Microsoft Teams to really push out that uh, information for you. So the other point that a lot of people are searching for is like what I mentioned, everyday heroes. So people are looking at the frontliners, they're supporting the frontliners. So as a brand, you need to find things around um, what can you do to also support the frontliners uh, as, as we move forward. Uh, and this is something that even post COVID-19, uh, we should still continue to do that. Um, because we know how valuable these people are and using, um, using this information, we can then actually deliver some good uh, quality content that we can share with people about how we are helping our frontliners. So what can we do is find different ways to celebrate, support. Um, the other thing that you can look at, if you're, a, if you're a small business, you have a few employees, let's say some of your employees are contributing in some way. I know some of my friends and all who have uh, have uh, helped, let's say, sew the PPE equipment, all this uh, personal protective equipment, uh, like the, the mask and all that. So the good thing that uh, as a company you should do is you should highlight that uh, this person, let's say Sally. Sally is a very good employee of ours. In fact, she's gone above and beyond. She's done this, she's done that. Highlight their stories because those kind of stories are something that will be um, that people are looking for because people are looking for good uh, news these days. So this, these are things that you can highlight. Uh, number two, you can also look at your customers. Are there any of your customers who have done something interesting that take their story and talk about it? Um, that's something that you can do. Or is there anything that's being done in your local community? Like um, I know of some movement like in Pechong <clears throat> where they, they collect uh, money like fifty ringgit or something from from families uh, and then they use that money to feed the poor or the the those who are not those who are sick or old uh, they are actually sending food to these people so those kind of stories again as a brand as a business you can probably find a way to work with them 
sincerely uh, work with them and actually highlight the story itself. Uh, another thing is you can talk about some of the non-human heroes. So non-human heroes here, we're talking about technology that you're using. Is there something that your technology is doing which will help uh, improve the life of the consumer? Or is there something that's helping uh, other businesses? So um, like uh, uh, some of the telcos in Malaysia, like Maxis and all that, they have created uh, hashtags like Kita Jaga, Kita Jaga Kita, where we are helping each other, that kind of uh, hashtags to try to bring about the fact that as a business, as a, as a technology provider, we can actually help uh, businesses move forward. So here are a couple of examples uh, in, in Malaysia. So uh, one example is uh, this company called Storehub. What Storehub does is it's a small startup uh, uh, company. So what they do is they do a point of sale system. Uh, for, for companies, that means the cash register, everything for, for retail outlets uh, and also F&B outlets. Uh, so they had a lot of customers, but when the MCO hit or just before, before the MCO hit, when the MCO was announced, what they did is they, in two days, they created the solution called Beep Delivery. So it's actually a place to help uh, F&B outlets uh, do delivery. So those who don't have Grab, those who don't have Food Panda, who don't want to pay uh, grab and food panda the percentage that they ask for can use this solution to offer delivery as well so this is a non-human hero so over two days they created the solution and then they pushed it out and sh uh, shared it with all their customers uh, so that way their customers who have to close their restaurants or dining can still offer uh, takeaway or, or delivery uh, services as well so that was an interesting uh, solution that came out from a company here uh, other things are more straightforward. Uh, Volkswagen, for example, is saying that they have uh, for the frontliners like doctors and all that, they get priority booking for the service. So when you take your car in, you uh, you get VIP treatment and also you get uh, some discount. Uh, so these are other ways that you can celebrate and support the frontliners itself. Point number five is on uh, taking care of self and others. So as I mentioned, mental and physical health uh, is going to be very, very crucial right now. So if you notice the kind of searches people are looking for, people are looking for things to help them uh, with their minds. So for example, painting riddles in Pakistan is up significantly. In Malaysia, mindfulness videos, uh, watching of mindfulness videos. What is mindfulness? It's like all this... Uh, uh, like calming, like meditation type videos. Uh, is up 90%. It's almost double last year what people are searching for. So people are looking for ways to find some peace of mind, some way of uh, relaxing. So these are things that we need to think about and we need to offer as well. Uh, so what can we do? We can try to think of how can we facilitate virtual collaboration. Let's say you know, um, let's say you know a, a, like a small dance studio. Uh, and now, obviously, dance studio cannot be open. Is there something you can do together with a dance studio to offer this as a virtual show? So that's something that you can consider. Uh, you can also have conversations around home-based health, well-being. You can have, uh, let's say, experts come on. You can, you can create webinars to talk about different types of health-related um, uh, health matters that will really uh, be good for your consumers. Uh, lastly, it's about pivoting your platform. That means changing your platform and format 
uh, in a way that it moves towards people who are staying at home. Um, so a lot of people have done this uh, globally as well. So, uh, but here also there are a few people who have done this. So like uh, for those of you who know, Temple of Fine Arts uh, is a place where you can go and learn how to dance and a lot of the Indian uh, cultural things are done here. So what they have also created is something called, they've had an event called Namaste. Uh, so basically it's a virtual event, live streaming of uh, some of their uh, cultural shows. So that is something, that's, a, that's an example of changing. So all, all this while Temple of Finance never has done something like that. Um, same thing, I think globally you've seen like if you, if you follow Broadway or if you follow the musicals or things like Phantom of the Opera and all are being offered on YouTube, for example. So these are examples of changing the way you do things. Another one is um, this particular app here. So this is an app uh, from a company called Naluri. Uh, so this app is really to help not just uh, physical health, but also to help with um, uh, the mental health as well. So how do you feel every day? You have your journal, uh, whether you're happy, disgusted, afraid, whatever it is. So you can see in one go how you're feeling and that will help you actually uh, move forward. So again, uh, depending on what business you're in, you can think about and see, is there some benefit that you can bring uh, to your consumers in a way that will make them or their families feel better. So those are the things that you need to uh, consider. Uh, maybe at this point, do you have any questions? If you can maybe type the questions in the, in the chat group. Okay, if there are no questions, we'll just uh, move on. Um, so the next part is on the three C's of uh, marketing, uh, of digital marketing. So when it comes to digital marketing, there are many different things and digital marketing can become very complex very fast because there are a lot of tools, there are a lot of uh, different technologies that you need to be aware of. But at the most basic part of it, the three C's is what you need to remember. Sorry. So the first C is content. Uh, when it comes to digital marketing today, people don't want to see ads. People don't want to see that many uh, advertisements or uh, just seeing your promotions and all that. It's not exactly what people are looking for. So the first thing is you need to consider is content. What type of content can I offer my consumers? What kind of content can I offer my uh, target audience that will make them actually feel good and make them actually remember my brand itself? So that's the first thing that you need to consider. What is the content that I can create? I'll talk a bit more detail about this uh, in the next few slides. Um, the second C is connections. So when it comes to digital marketing, unlike traditional marketing, previously, if you do put an ad in the newspaper, um, that same ad is seen. No matter if you're, the person who reads the paper is 90 years old or nine years old, everyone will see the same ad. But with digital communication, with digital marketing, you can actually build personal connections with all these different groups of people. So even in um, pushing out information, you can push out information which is suitable for the different age groups, for example. So the connection part is very, very uh, important. So how do you build connections? It's really through social media. Uh, that's one of the main things that you can build connections on. Number two is on uh, email marketing. So that's the others. The other part that you can look at to really build uh, the connection itself. The third one is commerce. So at the end of the day, um, when we are trying to move our business online, we need to be very clear 
what can we do to drive sales online? Uh, if, if our business is not about sales, if you want to just drive leads, uh, that's the other part of commerce as well. So it's either leads or sales that we want to get uh, from this particular um, endeavor. So in terms of digital marketing, three C's, content, connections, and commerce. So let's talk about content. So content today is the most important thing that people are looking for. Um, so as a brand, you need to find ways to find uh, to give information, to give content that either entertains, educates, or inspires your target audience. So you cannot just send content which is just promotion, promotion, promotion. That is no longer going to be uh, interesting for the consumers itself. Uh, so today's consumer, they are spoiled for choice. So if they have, if they don't like what they see, uh, they are not going to interact with your brand anymore. So it's important that you create quality content that people will want to watch and share. Uh, that's, that's an important aspect of uh, the content itself. Uh, so remember, you need to provide value. Uh, only then you will get attention from your uh, customers. So there are two main types of content. Uh, first one is what we call topical content. Topical content are things like uh, things that are trending. Uh, so I'll show you some examples after this. But for example, um, if there is some topic that is very uh, hot or a lot of people are talking about it, uh, and then if you create content around it, that's one way of pushing out uh, information about your brand. But at the same time, it, it follows the trend that people are looking for. So topical content are newsworthy. A lot of people are talking about it, but it's time sensitive. You can only use it at that period itself. So if uh, after a few months or whatever, people forget that, uh, that topic itself. So if you use some content uh, that talks about the same topic, you're not going to get their attention. All right? And because it's time sensitive, you cannot change it uh, to different formats so easily. So let's say I first write an article um, then if I want to change it to a video, uh, you have to do it within the same two weeks. Otherwise, people will forget what, what this whole topic is about. The second type of uh, uh, content is what we call evergreen content. So evergreen content is things that are timeless, uh, which are relevant to more people and which are very much more efficient because you keep, can keep changing the, the format of the content itself. I'll show you some examples of this. Uh, but yeah, topical content, something that happens uh, at the moment. So as a brand, as a business, you can jump on that and, and use, the, the, uh, use those uh, topics to really push and market your brand. But only do it if it's relevant and it's connected to your brand itself. So these are some uh, examples. So as you know, the, the whole uh, uh, Kasana Kasini uh, was something that our Prime Minister had said. So a lot of people started jumping on the bandwagon. They created videos, they created content, they created uh, articles, um, they made songs out of it. So these are things that would make sense uh, during the MCO. Let's say three months down the road, if, um, if you use Kasana Kasani, maybe people won't understand what that means anymore. So this is an example of topical content, right? Masakan uh, Tajadi, that's another one that the Prime Minister mentioned. So a lot of people are... Uh, highlighting this kind of thing. So, so these are examples of topical content. So as a brand, if you see, oh, this is what the Prime Minister mentioned, or this is what uh, the, the media is talking about. Uh, so then what you can do is really create some content, maybe short video, maybe a, a quick, uh, simple article or a funny picture or a meme. Uh, use that and then push out. So that way your brand will actually leverage 
uh, the trend that is happening at the time. Some examples in the past, like what we had done uh, when I was in an agency, uh, Bata was one of our uh, was one of our customer, Bata, the shoe shoe company. So I, two years ago, when um, Mahate was uh, became the prime minister again, uh, he was there was a photo of him wearing Bata slippers. So what we quickly did is we created a, a post. We created a um, uh, we created a social media post talking about if uh, if this uh, shoes can be fit for a prime minister, it should be uh, if the slippers are fit for a prime minister, it can it can fit any Malaysian. So what happened is we pushed out that thing at the time when the topic was hot, and it actually drove up the sales for for Bata itself. You know? So these are some things that we call as topical content. Um, another example is um, like this for KFC. Um, so I don't know if any of you still remember, but there was a time where one master chef uh, judge said that your rendang is not crispy from, I think master chef UK, he mentioned your rendang is not crispy. So then Malaysians got so ex uh, excited uh, saying that, how can you say rendang, rendang is not crispy, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of topic, a lot of people were talking about that uh, topic at, the, at that time. So what we did uh, for KFC was we created this post, very simple. We had a picture of a bucket of uh, fried chicken. We put that not rendang. And then we said the only thing that should be crispy is our fried chicken. Uh, kudos to Master Chef uh, Zaliha. So that thing was so popular that in the in 24 hours, uh, it was shared more than 19,000 times. Uh, it was shared nearly 20,000 times in the first 24 hours. So this is an example again of topical content. So if you see what is happening in the market right now, what are people talking about? If you can find a way that it relates back to your brand, then you can use something like this, right? Nando's does this all the time as well. So I think uh, a few, I think sometime last year when uh, the Rosma Najib conversation was leaked. Um, so there's one part where you say, can I advise you something? So Nando's quickly created a, a post saying, can I advise you something? Our chickens are the best, something like that. So they, they used the topical uh, content and pushed it out at the right time to create a lot of buzz. People started sharing it, even though it was like an advertisement, people started sharing it because the content was topical and was trendy. So these are things that you need to consider when you are creating content itself. The uh, next one is evergreen content. So examples of evergreen content are things like how-to articles. So let's say you are, um, let's say you're a, a farmer. Okay? So you 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 run a farm. Uh, you're doing vegetables and all that kind of thing. So you can create how-to articles on how to grow chili in the on in your balcony. You know, some something that is uh, topical. At the same time, something that can be used constantly because how to grow chili uh, in your balcony, everybody's going to still look at it even later on as well. So how-to articles is one example of it. Tutorial is another. So you teach people how to use certain things. Like, for example, if you have, um, let's say, um, cow's milk. Okay, how, how, how's the best way to heat cow's milk? So you can do a simple tutorial. First put this, second do this, third do that. You know, so different types of... Um, businesses you can find different things that you can offer as tutorial uh, so you can give like uh, let's say sewing lessons how to sew uh, like uh, how to how to stitch a stitch a hole in a in a shirt you know so you can have different different elements that uh, can be included as tutorials and those kind of information um, 
no matter how long it is, it'll still be relevant. All right, so another example is like how to change the tire of your car. So as long as cars have tires, that, to that topic and that content is going to be something relevant. So besides that, you have beginner's guides, you have uh, FAQs, um, you have case studies uh, and list articles and so on. So many different things that you can see. So on the right, you see an example. This is a beginner's guide to zero waste living. So zero waste living is where you don't use plastic and all that. So this person has been sharing content on that. Another, another example could be like recipes, for example. You can find ways to push out uh, information that actually you are an expert in and you offer it in a way that actually makes sense. Um, so besides content, the second point was connection. The best way to connect is via social media or email. Uh, the idea here is you need to build trust uh, and, and rapport with your customer. Okay, if you don't have trust and rapport, it's going to be uh, quite difficult for you and your customer to build a connection. So that's something that you need to uh, create. So these are some examples of slightly larger companies. So OnePlus has uh, been able to create a very loyal fan base on social media. OnePlus is a, a mobile phone company. They are a small, compared to Apple and all, they're a very small company, but they have a very strong, uh, strong, uh, uh, fan base in places like India and stuff like that. So what really happens is that um, they are able to connect and actually talk to their consumers and get feedback from the consumers, which will then improve their product. So let's say their current phone, if there are some issues, they will actually get the feedback from the uh, consumers and then they will, uh, for the next uh, product, they will improve it as well. Uh, they also do a lot of uh, like um, uh, contests and uh, like photo contests and things like that, which they then share on their social media. So these, these are ways that you build a loyal fan base. So other things that you can do is in terms of using email. Uh, so a lot of people don't use enough email because email is something that you can control. There's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of strategies that you can actually uh, employ to make email a very powerful tool to market. Uh, especially now when a lot of people are stuck uh, in their houses and they'll be looking at their phones and all that, email marketing becomes an important way of cutting through um, the clutter that is out there and giving people what information that they need at the right time. So people like Lazada, uh, Starbucks use this uh, quite well. Um, sometimes Lazada sends too many emails, but, but generally if you time it correctly, if you send once a week some information that is useful, um, uh, Malaysians really find it uh, uh, beneficial to actually look at email and they build a connection with you as a brand. The third point, the third C is commerce. So the idea here is uh, once you already have a relationship with the customer, you need to now offer your product or service. So if your product is something that uh, can be, has to be bought online, uh, offline, say a car or bicycle or something, what you can do is, uh, uh, the objective for your online uh, commerce should be lead generation. How do I get as many leads as possible so that I can follow up and close some of these deals? Um, so that's the first thing. If you have a product that you can sell online uh, and you can ship out to the customer, then that is something that you again need to think about. How can I make that whole experience much, much uh, better? So those are things that you need to consider. And you can learn from all the big boys on how they do it. So this is an example. Um, First thing that you need to think about if you're doing something online, if you want to capture lead or you're going to capture email address, try to make your form look as clean as possible. 
uh, you don't need a lot of explanation because consumers already understand when they see a form that says username you just type in username uh, when they see a form that says password they type in a password so keep it as few few uh, fields as possible if you want to capture the the, the leads uh, especially if you want to capture leads and email addresses so these are things that you need to think about so this company uh, this website called reddit uh, by just changing the changing the uh, format of their form they increase the number of people who sign up for the account by eight uh, percent so that's that's quite a significant number for that uh, that business so if you're doing something online you're trying to capture leads try to keep it to as a few a few fields as possible that's the first thing to remember just like name email address that's the first things that you just need to capture uh, after that you can build relationships send them email try to get more information and really slowly build a very clear picture about your consumer uh, another thing like i said if you have a form to sign up for your service try to keep your form as uh, simple as possible so this was for uh, one of the telco companies in in malaysia so at first their form had eight steps 24 fields and 12 checkboxes that was the old form what we did was we just had one step everything in this one page only five fields and two checkboxes so we cut the steps down by 90 percent and what we noticed is that it actually helped improve the number of lead capture um, and, and actually led to a revenue opportunity of nearly 10 million ringgit for this particular company just by changing the form. Uh, nothing else we did. We just changed the form on, on, on how it's to be done. So same thing that you as small businesses also can think about it. Really look and see what are the fields that are most important and only offer those kind of fields uh, for them to fill it up. Other things that you see, for example, on online booking platforms, they have tactics to drive commerce. So these are some examples. So they'll say that somebody else is looking at this, uh, uh, somebody else is looking at this room right now, okay? Or they put in high demand, or they'll say it's only limited number left, you know? So these are things that, again, uh, will create this psychological effect that will drive the consumer to uh, sign up. But do this in an authentic way. So I don't know if you've seen recently all this, a lot of talk about fake gurus and all that. So they also use all these techniques uh, like, oh, there's only 30 places now, you know, but actually there's a lot more places still left. So, so the, these are things that you should do, but do it in a sincere way. Uh, don't do it and don't, don't fake it. You know? uh, another example are things that you find. So if you have a website, for example, uh, you can learn from someone like Zalora. Uh, so if you go to a, a website like Zalora, if you, if you don't do anything and you just um, wait at the homepage, what happens is there'll be a pop-up that appears and says you can get 35 ringgit off your next order. Uh, so just put in your email address. So you see here, the form is so simple. It's just email address and gender. Am I a male or a female? They want to know this because the kind of promotion they want to send us later on, then they will know that it's either a, a men's products or female products. So that's all. You know, so a simple thing that you can use you can on your website, it pops up and it captures email address, which you can then use to build a connection and ultimately build sales. Uh, the other example is, I'm sure you've seen this if you go to Lazada or, or Amazon or whatever. So if you have bought something or if you put something into the, uh, into the shopping cart, you will also see something like you may also like this, right? So for example, if you're an F&B outlet, 
if somebody orders, let's say, me goreng, you can say uh, most people also tambah telur, you know. So you make, even just by saying that tambah telur, you're going to increase your uh, uh, revenue by one ringgit, for example, uh, just by asking that simple thing. So you can introduce these kind of things to drive uh, a stronger commerce for your company itself. So one of the success stories in MCO, I'm sure all of you know, is uh, this lady here, right? Luck. Uh, sorry, uh, Pavitra, right? So she, when I first saw her channel, some I saw it through Facebook, one of my ex-colleagues, she shared it. So I went to the page. She only had about 120,000 subscribers or something like that. Uh, I think last I checked, it was about nearly 600,000 subscribers is what she has. So what do you think is her success story? Why do you think she's successful? I think a lot of us feel that maybe she was just uh, lucky, right? It was luck. That's the reason why she was successful. Maybe, maybe there is an element of luck as well. But I feel there are a few things that uh, made her successful. One is she's likable. She's very simple. She's very uh, down to earth. She's, uh, there's no uh, arrogance of her uh, at all in terms of how she does it. Even her quali is like three years old and stuff like that. That's one of the things that uh, really made her stand out as well so a lot of people like the friend who shared it on facebook she said that oh this is so nice i can relate to her i can relate to her because it's not like one of those fancy chefs with very beautiful kitchen you know and and stuff like that so one it made her very likable uh, number two is un unassuming so she doesn't like uh, talk excitedly she doesn't say like uh, so excitedly oh this is the best thing ever you know if, if only you can smell the taste in my smell the my kitchen you know those those kind of things is not what she did so she's very simple uh, very down to earth kind of a person so unassuming is another element that she had and that made her feel uh, authentic authentic means sincere people trust her all right i don't know who she, how she is in real life but this, this is what you get from the content itself number 3 she communicates well in malay for example that's another strong thing that she did she found that the target audience has to be wider than just let's say uh, Tamil speaking or, or whatever it may be. So she communicates uh, in Malay and she speaks very well. Uh, she's, her Malay is really good. So that again gives her a wider audience base. So it uh, allows her to reach a much bigger uh, target audience as well. And because she's uh, done that, communicates well, and she was picked up by uh, Barnama and that's how it started becoming really big because she speaks uh, fluent Malay and then she's uh, so uh, simple. Uh, it actually captured the attention of the uh, public. And lastly, uh, and very impo importantly, I think she kept improving. She consistently posted videos. I think she's, based on what I checked, I think three months ago she started. So her first videos all were, look, were not so nicely shot. And then there were comments on by people saying, okay, maybe you should take the photo from on top, video from on top, blah, blah, blah. So she kept improving. And that's something that actually made uh, people also see that, okay, as she's creating new videos, the videos are getting better. Uh, people started seeing, okay, th that means that this person is actually taking the time and effort to make it happen. So that's something that we should uh, be proud of. I don't know if there are any other controversies or what around her, but she is definitely a success story during this MCO itself. And for you as well, uh, if you are starting your own business, what can you do? So I would say there are five things you can do. The first thing is you need to find your niche. Um, niche means what is that small area that you can focus on? Uh, let's say 
let's say uh, just a just a random example let's say you uh, uh you have diabetes but because of the health things that you did you were able to uh, cure yourself of diabetes so you can actually start creating content creating topics make short videos on how you beat diabetes okay so that's that's one niche so it's a very small narrow place that you can go to all right or it could be that you have um, uh, clever ways of cleaning uh, cleaning the kitchen or cleaning the stove after cooking how to get rid of all the oil or whatever it may be find a niche that you can really own uh, and then and then the second thing is you find your voice uh, what's the meaning of find your voice find your voice means really identify what is it that what is the tone that you want to take are you going to position yourself as a person who is uh, uh, an expert are you going to position yourself as a person who's also learning at the same time are you going to position yourself with humor uh, that means funny are you a funny type of person uh, or find what is the best thing that suits you uh, this is very 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 important okay because you need cannot you cannot copy uh, say pavitra you cannot copy somebody else's success you need to find your own way of doing things and push out the content that you have uh, by finding your own voice it makes you authentic so you need to be authentic people can especially today people can know if you are faking it if you are faking it if you are lying if you are bluffing uh, people will definitely know that uh, uh, people will definitely know that and uh, people then start sharing on social media and that's going to be the end of your online career so be authentic is very crucial uh you must be consistent uh so don't worry if the first few videos have zero views or 10 views or 40 views um the idea is every week publish something every two days publish something depending on what you want to do there's a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk i don't know if you've heard of him uh, from from the us um he said every day he used to post a video right no matter what uh, every day he will post a video and on top of that he will go into the comments and he will connect with the people answer their question so you need to put in the effort uh if we are a small business if we are just starting off we have to put in the effort and time to do this and and you need to do it consistently don't today i i have um today i have uh a content then 3 weeks later i uh, put up a content and then 7 weeks later i put up a content nobody is going to follow your channel that way so every week if possible uh, two times a week try to put up content that talks about the niche that you want to specialize in um and lastly you need to learn and improve with digital marketing the beauty is you can see uh if the feedback from the people is negative you know okay this is what i can improve uh if you see more and more people watching your watching your videos or seeing reading your articles that means you're doing something right so then continue doing that so it's important to learn every time you push out something see what is it that i can improve how can i do better and then and then make sure you implement those those ideas so those are the five things that you can do so no matter who you are no matter what uh, uh what uh, state you're from or what situation you're in Uh, everyone can actually find uh, your own um, uh, find your own area that you can expert, uh, become an expert in so that's something that you need to you need to really figure figure out and using the tools that i've mentioned and then of course other tools that you can learn on digital marketing you can actually push this to another level
maybe I'll just finish the tools, which is only a few slides. After that, we can have a question. I'll look at your questions. Uh, so tools uh, for now and the future. So there are many different types of tools when it comes to digital. So I've just grouped it into four main uh, type of tools. One is creative tools. So these are tools to help you create things, all right? Either you want to create a, um, a post on social media, you want to create an article, you want to create a video. There are tools that you can use to create these things. Number two is communication tools. So that's like what we're doing now. We have Zoom, for example. Uh, that's an example of a communication tool, right? So how do you reach out to the different uh, groups of people? So that's another tool that you can look at. Uh, collaboration tool uh, is, uh, sorry, communication tool is really pushing out on social media. Collaboration tool is more like Zoom uh, and, and those webinar type solutions. And lastly is optimization tools. So optimization tools are tools that help you improve the quality of your content, quality of your website uh, continuously. So these are some examples of tools for creation. Uh, I'm sure some of you may have heard of it, Canva. Canva is a free tool. Uh, generally, most of the things is free. So you can just create an account. And in that tool, they have uh, different templates. So you want to say, share something on social media. Instead of just taking a photo and sharing, you can go into Canva and create a professional looking uh, social media post. Uh, also, you can do things like flyers. If you want to do flyers and all that, you can also go to Canva. They have templates. So you just have to go choose the template that's right for your business and then um, and then implement it. So Canva is C-A-N-V-A. Uh, later, I'll just uh, maybe put the link in the chat group, canva.com. Okay, so that's a tool that you can use to design anything. So you don't need to be a designer, but you can still make quite uh, uh, professional looking uh, uh, type of content. So that's one tool that you can look at. Uh, another one is for videos as well. So there's a tool called Biteable. So Biteable is a, similar to Canva, but Biteable allows you to make uh, videos. So you can work with a template that they already have. Then you change, put your logo, put your colors, put your words about your business, and you can create short videos that you can then share. Uh, but Biteable, the free version, <clears throat> the free version only allows you to uh, view it on the Biteable platform. So you cannot download and share on YouTube. Uh, but if you pay, I think 20 US, uh, uh, 20 US dollars, you can then download and share it on different social media platforms. But even without that, uh, you can actually create quite quickly uh, content that you can then push out onto your, onto your um, or you can share with your, with your customers. Another video tool is something called Loom. Loom is uh, free for most of it. Uh, so Loom is like a connection that you put on your browser. So you have Google Chrome. Inside Google Chrome, you can add something called Loom. So what does Loom do? It does a recording of your screen. Uh, so it does a recording of your screen and you can do a voiceover, for example. So let's say you are, you are, you are going to do uh, online teaching. Let's say you're a tuition teacher and you want to now create some content that can be shared online. So you can use Loom to actually record yourself and record your screen as you're teaching and then share that link with your, with your students itself. So again, this is a very simple tool to use and it's a very powerful tool because what it does, it compresses uh, the, the file in a very, into a very small file which you can share. Uh, so that's, that's something that's uh, quite powerful for Loom. Like this, uh, just like this, there are many other tools. So I'm just giving you three examples. Uh, Canva is super powerful. Biteable, you need to maybe purchase the full version to get the full benefit. 
but loom is another thing that can use immediately. Tools to communicate. Uh, one of the tools to communicate, when we say communicate here, is really pushing out on social media. So sometimes uh, it's difficult for you to always go into Facebook and share uh, at that time. So, so let's say three times a day you want to go in and share through Facebook. It might be difficult for you to do. So what Buffer does is it manages your social media. So you can, uh, you can post different things onto Buffer and set a time set a time when it will be shared on Facebook, when will it be shared on LinkedIn, when will it be shared on uh, Twitter and so on and so forth. So that's what uh, Buffer does. So it sort of schedules uh, the content that, that needs to go out. So that means you can do it, uh, let's say on the weekend, you just put all the different content you want for the rest of the week and then Buffer will start sending out uh, one by one based on the time. Uh, the free version gives you up to 10 10 content you can schedule uh, and you can uh, schedule for three different platforms. So that's something that you can actually use. Um, um, normally in, in the class that we have, we'll, we'll actually go through the tool itself, actually do some hands-on so you know how to use it uh, quite easily. But yeah, that's one example of a tool that can come uh, to communicate. There are other tools which uh, some you have to pay for like Sprout Social uh, as well as Hootsuite. Uh, these are other tools that you can also use to communicate. For Collaborate, I mentioned Zoom, but besides Zoom, there are many other type of solutions you can have for video collaboration. There's another tool called Slack. Uh, if you have a small business, you have a few partners and you want to share ideas or communicate uh, instead of WhatsApp, you can use Slack. Slack allows you to uh, categorize the conversation to actually put it in the right place. So it makes it easy for you to search for the information. Uh, and lastly, tools to optimize. Optimize, uh, when it comes to digital marketing, one of the biggest thing is data. So there are tools that are in Facebook itself, for example, called Facebook Insights, which will actually help you see um, how your Facebook page is doing, how many people are looking at it, what, how many people have seen the posts and so on. The other tool for that is also Google Analytics. Google Analytics is for your website. So it tells you how many people came to your website, uh, uh, over the last few uh, months, um, how long did they stay, blah, 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 blah. So these are all the different information that you can use using um, uh, uh, analytics tools. So Facebook Insights and uh, Google Analytics are two of the tools that we could use. So yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Um, maybe let me see if there are some questions. Yeah, hi, uh, hi, Mr. Manu. I think very insightful, especially the uh, taking the current uh, trending areas, especially Sugu Pavitra, right? That was really good of you to share that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, while we have an internal marketing team and we are cracking our head, right? You summarized it in a very, uh, very easy and understandable way. Um, yeah, so I think there's someone who asked a question. Uh, so yeah. anybody else who asks questions, please put it in the chat box. Uh, I just one person was can can I how can I use digital marketing on my network marketing business? Network marketing. So this is like uh, an MLM kind of uh, business. I assume that's what it is, right? So at the end of the day, a, a network marketing business, I think, is really uh, nicely um, 
um, made for online marketing, uh, for digital marketing, because what it is, is really about connections, right? It's about connections, it's about content, highlighting what, uh, the, what, what your particular network can do. So it's two things, right? One is you inspire them with uh, what, what you can achieve if you reach certain levels within your network uh, marketing thing. Number two is really getting uh, the, uh, your current users to share the information with their, their contacts. And that way we can create the effect of uh, having that, uh, basically the word network effect. So you create the network effect and actually it drives for more people to sign up as well. So that's one thing that you can think of. But again, try to be as authentic as possible because I think the word authentic is now becoming very crucial. So whatever that you're sharing, don't try to promise too much. Um, that's that's uh, definitely one of the things that you need to be aware of, uh, no matter what the business, even network marketing. But at the same time, highlight what are the strengths of your particular product, of your particular service. Uh, there are quite a number of network marketing companies that use uh, digital marketing um, quite effectively. Okay, great. Um, any other questions? Uh, I think while while uh, others think of some questions, maybe yes. Just use like I said, a unique opportunity. It's hard to get all of you. <laughs> so okay. now I think I got five minutes, right? So That's let's it. say I think in this group there are many of them who are uh, doing. Uh, of course, there are some accomplished people, but uh, there are some who are doing SMEs and uh, uh, SMEs and those who are really looking for uh, how to drive their business, right? Yep. So. What's the main thing or first thing they need to do that? Because they fund, firstly, they don't have funding to like set up website or set up tools and all that, right? Mm. So what they can leverage on. So you have given some some ideas, uh, but yeah. is there anything yeah. they can start off immediately? And I think, uh, yeah. 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 Okay, How thanks, thanks for the question, uh, Gajan. Uh, I think the main thing is uh, right now, you don't need a website, right? A lot of people go to Facebook as the channel to get information. So to create a Facebook brand page is free. Uh, and there are a lot of things that you can do on the brand page, which will actually give enough information for your consumer to just start things off. Uh, when you talk about website being expensive, actually now with a lot of the solutions that are out there, um, actually it's not that expensive. So you can either use um, some, you can even use third party developer like on Fiverr, if you've heard of Fiverr.com, uh, so Fiverr or Upwork, you can find people for very low prices to build a simple website for you. Um, that's one. Or you can build it yourself using something like Wix. So Wix gives you also a free version. Uh, yeah. Although the free version doesn't give you the domain name, but you can still use the free version to start off. You know, yeah. Once you start seeing a lot more traction, then maybe you can uh, upgrade to their, to their premium version, which starts, I think, eight uh, US dollars a month or something like that. So it's... That I think today, more than ever, it's become much more um, simple to start a business online. Uh, in the past, yes, you needed a website. Now, social media channels alone. I know of businesses that are run purely on Instagram. Uh, they are mainly fashion-related products or, or beauty products. And they just built a strong following on Instagram alone. No website, no nothing. You know? So that's, that's something that you can also do. And... If you're into e-commerce, um, there are tools like Shopify, which also have got very uh, competitive pricing to get started. Right. Thank you. Uh, oh, okay. Mr. Nara. Yes. Hi, sir. Yes. Good to have you on this call. Uh, yeah. He's asking, is there any difference, different advice for services versus products? 
Okay, that's a good question. Um, so when it comes to products and services, the main difference is that uh, the end thing that the consumer gets is one is a physical item, another one is an experience, right? So service is some sort of experience, whether it's a cleaning service or whatever, it's an experience that you're getting. Um, <clears throat> so the main thing is, if you go back to the basics of uh, marketing, there, there are the four Ps and the seven Ps and all that kind of thing. But when it comes to service, the main difference when it comes to marketing it, it's really about using content, using um, uh, reviews and uh, stories of your, of your existing customers. Because that is how they sort of uh, your future customers can see that, oh, this person has actually experienced uh, uh, this service and he finds it really good. Um, same thing with product. You see, like if you go to Lazada or whatever, you see reviews and ratings are some of the things that people look at. Uh, but here, when it comes to uh, service, I think more of testimonials. Uh, same like what we used to do as trainers, right? We get a lot of testimonials. So right now, we need to have uh, simple video testimonials that we can share on our social media platform to create that impression that what service that we're offering is really something of, uh, of high value. Great, great. Um, okay, the, the other thing is, I think on that line, right, I think something I want to share about our personal experience. I think Manu has been a very good friend, uh, very guided us. We had a lot of uh, trainers and consultants also working with us. So one thing is, uh, I think Ms. Nara has mentioned something also after that. that the, the fear that we're going online, uh, people have inherited, but inherent fears to come out and post, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think that we should eliminate. Like when we had uh, MCO, uh, my business is not online, even though I was saying it's online. <laughs> it's not really not online. And we've been talking about this online for the last two, three years. It never happened, actually. Uh, but now, because of MCO, we were forced to do it, right? And uh, in five, six days, we moved online. Uh, it was really crazy. And uh, imagine close to 100,000 of our business got stopped because all the training it still hasn't started because two years, mm -hmm. two, two months already, right, MCO. But... Because we moved, we took that first step and uh, we had a good uh, base of existing client. And uh, many years ago, we did a lot of uh, public programs, a lot of individuals, right? So those people actually came to us. Basically, the target market is the individuals that know us, the companies that know us. Now, like, like yes, we are a training provider. So the government just released the guidelines. So two years, two months, no training for companies. But because of these individuals, uh, more or less our income was stabilized. Uh, projections were okay and I was able to pay the salaries of staff. Um, some people ask me why I keep talking about that. You know, it's not about the publicity, but the point that we quickly moved, we took action, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and we did not have any backup actually. There was no backup. But of course, we had good friends like you all are to support us, give us thoughts and ideas. I mean, they're very grateful for that. So same thing, I think any of you watching this, right, you, you should take that first sleep because if you don't take that first sleep now, last time at least there's no COVID, right? Now it's like you've got few tigers in the cage with you, you know. One tiger is COVID, other tiger yeah. is economy, third tiger yeah. is China and American trade war. So it's, yeah. it's actually, it's, it's not worse, it's already terrible. So if you don't take that first step, I think the next yeah. won't happen. Like in this call, we have accomplished individuals like Mr. Nara is there, mm. uh, I see Dr. Gita on the line also there, uh, mm. you know, Naveen is there. So all these people have taken the step. Uh, and they are accomplishing. And Mr. Manu, yeah, you have your, I think your UDMI and your, your Epipanic, right? Which has yes, very yes. online content courses. Uh, this is all the first step without any um, confirmed deals or any confirmed, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, business. But after you took that first step, 
you can see how it's moving right like after we took this first my partners in maldives in uh, indonesia in mauritius they are all stuck so when they yeah. saw this they coming to me and saying okay now let's do it online la. like i can't mm-hmm. go to mauritius to do the itil training can we do it online with a 15 yeah. 20% reduction it's okay yeah so more opportunities come from that but yeah, that's why i, I think yeah. yeah totally agree uh, gajan i think the fear has to be removed i think when i uh, started my own business 2 years ago Uh, my goal was to help SMEs uh, do digital transformation, but a lot of people were resistant because they're like, "Why do I need to change? The system is not broken, you know." But now, because of COVID and the impending recession that's going to hit us, um, more and more companies have to automate, have to digitalize. Whatever that you're doing, you need to find a way that you can offer your service online. If I told you the example of the gym, you know, I mean, gym has now done very successfully. This this small gym. has maintained almost 100% of their members still paying the monthly fee although they're not going to the gym you know so that's because they have those um, those online classes so i think it's crucial that all of us uh, uh, come out of that fear and really push forward you know so that's that's something that we need to be aware and i think the fear of uh, or people stealing our ideas and all that we should not worry about yeah. that because we are the experts uh, ultimately they'll have to come to us for the real um, uh, real information correct correct exactly and and uh, this i think you must remove that like in the, this is already a digital world everybody yeah. has access to your data google even has access to where i went the last one year right that <laughs> location <laughs> so right. things have changed already so now you have to build on your network and you have to take the step and i think there are resources online but it is not end to end it is not connected it doesn't show you from cradle to grave that means i saying yeah. step by step that's where they're uh, putting together this course for the 10 days uh, where scheduled to grave but again uh, it's dependent on of course approvals etc so now we are preparing everything to get that sorted out and then raya has come so it's delayed a little bit so that is thing but you don't need to wait for that you can go on youtube right and i think even you go to mdec.com.my there are yes. some yes um, uh, guidance there uh, there are exactly. some learning courses there you can look at it and start off somewhere yeah i think a lot of the government bodies have it mdec uh, even cgc for that matter has got this thing called go digital so there are a lot of these uh, um, places that you can get the resources immediately so uh, i think the beauty is you can dip your foot uh, dip your toe you know you don't have to jump straight into the pool with digital you can go slowly you know uh, start a test and then take it from there that's that's what we can you can do like you know So that's the beauty of uh, digital. It's not like a TV advertisement; you have to spend thousands uh, before you can get it out. You know, so that those are the things that you should try, should test, and should learn. Yeah, I pass it on to Gajan. I think we are done for the. Yes. So we come yeah. to the end of this. I mean, if anybody has any questions or what, you can always feel free to to message me, and uh, you know, I can I can connect it to the experts. second is uh, we've also posted that link uh, please do if you have uh, any points please do share and share this link around those who are interested in the entwent training we'll keep you posted on the steps to that we've also created a whatsapp group so yeah let's be in touch thank you for your time uh, hopefully this uh, helped you all and uh, oh yeah this tagita has commented <laughs> 3c models helpful yes thanks a lot mr manu for simplifying it really appreciate your time thank you thank you thank so you much everybody. take care guys bye okay. Bye.